0: Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 14, Episode 9, titled Menzes. My name is Joe Batant, and I am joined, as always, by a really, really butch co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... There's an art form to being a very salty barista. To Taylor, the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor. What's up, Taylor. Bra? hey dude how's it going what's up bro how you doing yeah what's up yeah what's up? I'm good how are you I I, I I had to
1: tell my bitch that i had to get
0: out of bed to record this podcast yeah told her told, told her to, told her to keep everything nice and wet for me yeah tell her to go fucking make you a sandwich yeah that's always yeah. the thing with straight guys they want their women to make them sandwiches Which, by the way you want a the sandwich in biggest... a blowjob later yeah it's not, it's not the biggest culinary feat no, I don't know, though. Not. You fucking made a goddamn hot dog and you were going around like you won the James Beard Award. It's
1: not that I. I, I OK, it was just that I have never grilled a hot dog before. And anybody who's listened to Pod as my co-pilot knows that I, it's it's not about the hot dog. It's it's not about the hot dog at the end. It's about the journey of making the hot dog for me.
0: You would think Taylor got a crown with this Tom Colicchio even though... Oh, I'd like to get a crown from this yeah. Tom Colicchio. You love this Tom Colicchio, don't you? I'd like
1: to get a scepter from the Tom Colicchio. The one in his pants. Really?
0: really? He's this so Tom fucking Colicchio. hot. You think he really... He that, that's, It's one of the... I just do not see that. I mean, look, I to each his own, right? Like I said before, Aiden looks at me... Th- the other day, Aiden was just... I don't remember why he said this. He was just, you're so fucking hot. And I was like... And I was looking at myself in the mirror like, my shirt was up and i had a like, crackers i've been eating you know like i've been eating like doritos and are like cheap on my fingers and he's like oh you're so fucking hot and i was just like oh god you
1: know no, tom Col- tom Colicchio can get it stocky italian daddy blue eyes yes absolutely
0: that sounds like almost like a haiku <laughs> <laughs> it's poetry here at drag race recap it is poetry, but you, you and I just had, like, an epic run of, like, Did. Between Us Girls. Old Even times. Even though, the, what's funny is the actual Just Between Us Girls was only, like, 13 minutes. But that was, like, <laughs> a super long pre-show, a super long post-show, it was a whole thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anyway... By the way, if you want this show a couple of days early and without commercials, go over to patreon.com slash Media and sign up at the premium level where you'll, where you'll enjoy everything you get on this feed early and ad-free. You'll also get access to our Discord server where we have an amazing community of wonderful people um, talking about all things gay, drag, pop culture, porn, and hating your job. And you get to hear most of these shows we do live and talk to other Afterthought listeners while the show is live. Now... I wrote this out because I want to make sure I get every point. If you're one of those people and you don't want to sign up for Patreon for whatever reason, but you still want to hear just between us girls. Let me tell you, we have an exciting announcement coming for you in a couple of weeks. Oh, so you need to stay tuned. A couple of weeks from now, you're going to get an exciting announcement about how you can hear just between us girls without signing up for Patreon. But until then, go over to patreon.com slash Media. To do, we have a new per- Lee, isn't it Lee from Tech? What's his name again? Lee from Texas. Lee from Texas is new. He's listening live for the first time. Go, get up, Lee from Texas. By the way, I was telling Taylor, tell I can tell. I saw his little thumbnail. Everyone's gonna be horny for Lee from Texas. <laughs> They're gonna be hornly. They're gonna be horn. Well, you know, one of our I don't want to he does not like his name out in the air. He likes it. not mind the Discord, but his name rhymes with. Hum, 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 and. <laughs> he lives in Texas and he's already ha- he's already like I can tell he's going to see this lead he's going to be just face down ass up. Mm. I'd pay to see that. Would you really? Yeah. Oh, really? I, I I am
1: fascinated with the idea of people I know having sex. Me too. And I I would definitely th- there are there are a few people I wouldn't watch, mm-hmm. but for the most part I would definitely watch people I know having sex.
0: I had this conversation with somebody recently, I don't remember who, where I said, I don't care who the per oh, I know what it was. I was talking about look, I'd be you're getting nervous, I can see it in your eyes. You let me tell you- let me show you my notes from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> These are the fewest notes I've ever had on an episode. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was I was struggling a little bit for this episode. But- yeah,
0: so we're good. But I want to get your thoughts on this. There's somebody I know, straight guy. Okay. And this, you know, this will be part of our drag panel. Okay. This will be part okay. of our drag panel. I, uh, we're going to have a dra- I already have a thing for a drag panel set up, you know, but, um, but this will be part of our drag panel. Okay. Okay. Which is because, and also you're a therapist, you know, you have, uh, expertise in these kinds of conflicts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But a few weeks ago, this guy calls me that I know, straight guy. And he's, like, really upset. He's like, my girlfriend, I think she's going to break up with me. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I go, he's a youngish guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, we were hanging out. We were just laughing, having a good time. And we were just going through my phone. And I can't remember what they were talking about. He told me. It made sense. But, like, she saw... he subscribed, not currently or at the moment, but had in the past subscribed to OnlyFans. And to her, she was fine with porn but was not fine with OnlyFans, right? A issue number one. Then it escalated it escalated to, it turned out, he had subscribed to an OnlyFans of someone they had gone to high school with. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Because at yeah. first I'm like, I don't see what the big deal is, but n- yeah, okay. Now I see what the big so, deal is. So uh I can see what the big deal is.
0: Yeah. So and so he wanted advice. Now I'm just a cold, heartless bitch. I was like, you should get over it, right? Because my hmm. point is, but they worked it out and he they're blah-blah-blah, they're fine, right? FYI, end of story. They worked it out. But the point I'm getting at is in that conversation, I said. I don't care who the person is. If I know them, I'm subscribing to their OnlyFans. Yep. I just want to see what's going yep. on. I don't yep. care if I like. Uh, uh, there are name. There are numerous people. Hold on for a second. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say the name on the air, but I have a dry race board here, so I'll just write it for Taylor to see. There are numerous uh. people. I don't care that like I find personally disgusting, right? But if they had an OnlyFans, I would a hundred percent subscribe you know and so um <laughs> I, yeah they, they
1: would definitely get 999 out of me for at least yeah, a month yeah
0: yeah and so um yeah so like to me I don't see what the big fucking deal is you want you want to see what's going on
1: there there's a curiosity factor there yeah, that absolutely yeah. has to be has to be <clears throat> satiated yeah no I, I I absolutely see that and you're helping out a friend by yeah. giving them a couple of bucks. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm supporting their business. You know? Like if they had an Etsy shop. My friend Melissa, she started a candle Etsy shop. You know how much? I spent like 150 bucks on her for candles, right? hmm Why not throw a few bones at someone who's beating off? <laughs> who's getting a few bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, for their only fans, Yeah. There's very... I, I can't think of anybody. I would literally... Anybody I know, apart from someone I'm related to. And even then, that depends how related I am to them. Right.
1: How how many cousins away you actually are? Yeah.
0: Like I, it's, it's weird because I. There are some cousins like a hundred percent I would see what's going on, but there are others where like my cousin Richard, I I can't I find it difficult to look at his Instagram, you know. Yeah. but um, but yeah, a hundred percent I would subscribe to these OnlyFans. I would want to see what's going on. Yeah, how do we get into the problem with that? How do we get on this topic?
1: We got talking about oh, talking about mm, 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 and Lee Oh uh, that's right wanting to watch them have sex.
0: That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Anyway, this week the Queen's Photobomb, famous people in photos for the maxi challenge, the girls uh sit on drag uh, con panels about men on the runway, the category of shoulder pads. Bosco's named the winner of the challenge, while Georges and Jasmine Kennedy are placed in the bottom two after a lip sync battle for their lives. Both queens are told Shantae, you stay and live to see. Another day, Taylor the Latte Boy from Pod is my co-pilot. Name two things I liked about the episode and one thing you uh, did a uh, not.
1: I enjoy this episode. This felt like a very light episode uh, in many ways. I I liked the format. I know that we saw them do something similar to this on All Star Six, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked that everybody, nobody did really bad. I mean, the 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 bottom two were like okay, but I think that's also compared to everybody else. They just kind of fell at the bar or slightly below the bar. Yeah. Um. And I liked the fact that nobody, like no nobody, resorted to tears. Like it never got to that because as we're going to talk about during the table visits, she was beaten off trying to get them to cry about Mm -hmm. their dads. Um. The other thing that I liked was. I I enjoyed the lip sync. Mm-hmm. It was a fun lip sync to watch. It wasn't like a super memorable forever, mm-hmm. but I I enjoyed watching it. Once I realized that they actually were going to be able to dance to this song, I thought, "Oh, okay, this is this is this is fun to watch." Yeah. The thing I didn't like. Honest, the table visits, I think, was my least favorite part of it because it was like she wasn't even trying to be remotely subtle about the. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you think that is? Why do you think that makes you sad? It, it was, it was kind of gross. <clears throat> uh,
0: I, I don't think what about so. you subtlety is not a word you would use with this season in any way. I am mm-hmm. um, gonna get okay. I am gonna. I've said this before, but I am really running out of things to say about this show. I like it th- I'm gonna say it again I like that the girls all get along it makes her boring television but it is in this bleak time a nice to see drag queens all being friends mm-hmm. uh two I really like this Nicole Bayer yes yes she brings me joy mm-hmm thing I didn't like I'll be honest with you I thought this episode was super boring and okay, I made a mistake of now for people who are, I know people are worried. I watched this episode actually three times. The third oh. time was in little, the third time, the third time was selections. Okay. Um, and I'll tell you why, actually the first time I made the mistake of watching it. Like it was a cold rainy day here. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I like, had it all warm and toasty and I got under the covers cause you know, the first time I just watched it for fun and I got in my bed and I was just cuddled up and warm and several times I, mama was nodding off, you know, Ooh, that's yeah. not good. No. And then I was like, Oh, but you know, it'd been a long day, whatever. So then I woke up and I was fine. I had some dinner, um, edited the script and blah, 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 blah. I did some work and I was very awake and this time, the second time I watched it, I watched it at my desk. So I'm not in a bed. And so I go, well, let me rewatch. So I watched and I was taking notes. And then in the notes segment, when I got to the workroom again, particularly was the workroom and table visits, Um, I found myself very distracted. You know, like I would catch myself like playing Wordle or something like that. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, doing something. And I was like, oh, this is not holding my attention. Yeah, and so I'm like, so this there's a, a uh, what an editor would call a soft underbelly in the edit, and it's right here in this workroom slash table visit part where it was very not interesting. So I wasn't, so it wasn't just I was falling asleep because I was comfortable, but there was nothing holding my attention. And then a second viewing, so I had to go back a third time and only watch the table visits and the workroom, uh, and uh, it was I had to be like. I was like in fucking clockwork orange with my eyes <laughs> like <laughs> held open, uh, watching this goddamn thing. So yeah, it, it was a pretty boring episode. Uh, all right, Taylor, after Carrie's elimination, Jasmine Kennedy hates that she sent Carrie Colby home. Daya apologizes for being difficult. Deja learns people thought she would be in the bottom. Meanwhile, Deja and Jasmine both feel the pressure to get a win. Uh, Taylor. Your big thoughts on everything that happened post-elimination of Carrie Colby. I guess the first thing that comes through to my mind is uh,
1: Jasmine saying that she was bummed that she sent Carrie home and that she says something like, I feel like I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point of this is that you're supposed to, even though you can all be wonderful and friends and walking with children in nature, you're supposed to knock your sisters off the off the opportunity to win the show. yeah. So
0: I, I get because
1: of the, how much she looked up to Carrie even before this, but Mm -hmm. there is still something of, you know, somebody always says it in the beginning of the, it's a competition. This is, we all signed up for this. We knew what we were signing up for.
0: Do you think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to contrast this with another show called, uh, drag race UK versus the world where, uh, Blue hydrangea uh, eliminated what she already knew to be the favorite queen to win. Yes, she eliminated Panchina heels, and so she her lip was fucking quivering. And the next day, once she figured out everybody was fine with her, them her eliminated Penchina, uh She started like doing like the victory dance, right? Yeah. But this all revolves around social media, so I'm wondering if what Jasmine Kennedy, because Jasmine Kennedy seems very calculated. Okay. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm constantly surprised she's only 22. Yeah, so am I. Which is funny cuz she looks young but she looks older than 22. Mhm. What is? That? I thought she was like 28. I
1: I yes, I I figured like 26, yeah. 27. But
0: anyway, um but it seems like she's trying to mitigate social media backlash. From eliminating carrie colby that if she shows that she's uh sorry and she hated doing that this was a necessary evil that maybe it might save her in the social media platforms
1: well i mean as we saw on uk versus the world one of the things that blue said when they came back into the workroom was i'm worried i won't have a career after this mm-hmm. so i agree with you that probably on some level jasmine is thinking and at this point she is the only you know at the the point of this dating she is the only trans girl on the show Mm -hmm. um as we have seen that's not necessarily the case but i'm sure that there's part of her just thinks oh my god like i i got i got rid of the trans girl like Mm -hmm. that can't that can't be good for my career so i would agree with you and that thought kind of went through my head as well but ultimately carrie signed up for this carrie knew there was a chance Mm -hmm. that she was going to be sent home
0: by the way, I know this is all pre-taped. There's nothing she can do, but this fucking Jasmine, she needs to stop fucking crying and everything. Yes.
1: Yes. Constantly I, it's crying. Ridiculous.
0: Anyway. Uh, that's all I have to say about after the elimination.
1: Uh, I, I thought that the statement of where Jasmine and, and Deja said, I don't have a win. I thought that was like for, I said foretelling the lip sync. Mm -hmm. But that ultimately it was where one went to the bottom and the other went was pretty close to the top. Um, And I like and part of this may be what you said as far as the girls all liking each other. It feels like when the girls are de-dragging now, it's not in previous seasons. It's where they highlight on conflict between two of the girls Mm -hmm. and then end with one of the girls like ripping off duct tape and doing the ah noise. Whereas it seems like now before they go to the theme music, it's almost always like something fun or there is a silly reading to it mm-hmm. versus that whole you know i don't know who she thinks she is but i'm gonna be the one that's cr- crowned america's next drag superstar
0: i think that's just the I, nature I of like the, that. the show isn't it you, you like I, I don't i think they're just doing what they can with what they work with i'm sure they would right. prefer to have a world where it's they fighting but well and i
1: think that's why they're pushing the Daya jasmine thing as hard as they are
0: yeah Yes. Uh, we'll talk about Daya. We should definitely... Remind me to talk about Daya. I have a lot to say about that. And, and, and also my own... It's going to get a little meta. My own weird feelings on the show. Our show. Believe it or not. In relation to Daya.
1: Uh, regarding this first part or something that happens later? Just Daya in
0: general. Okay. Whenever we talk about her. Just remind me. Uh okay. All right. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom and announces this week's mini challenge. The queens will get into quick drag and photobomb some photos of A-list celebrities. After the shoot, Willow Pill is named the winner of the mini-challenge. Next, RuPaul announces this week's maxi-challenge. The girls in teams will sit in on drag uh, sit on drag panels talking about men. Each team needs to select the moderator as the winner of the mini-challenge. Willow Pill won the privilege to determine the teams. Taylor, uh, let's talk about uh, that mini-challenge where the Queen's getting a quick-drag and photobomb. Did you have any big thoughts on that? I hate it. Yeah.
1: I hated it. I, I, I The <laughs> idea of doing this to make them seem foolish anytime they do any mini challenge like that Mm -hmm. i'm not here for it it's rare that it is successful in being funny Mm -hmm. excuse me and i would much rather something like you know a reading challenge a good reading challenge Mm -hmm. or what we saw last season with the trivia how well do you know you know can can you beat a pit crew member yeah um You know, I would rather see things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we probably will have a puppet show at some point. We haven't had a puppet
0: show in a while. Maybe we will, but we haven't had one in a while. Okay.
1: Um, Either way, something like that versus anytime they say you have 15 minutes to get into quick drag. It's not even, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two of them. Mm-hmm. they didn't really, they just kind of smeared shit on their face. Like yeah. there wasn't anything even remotely
0: drag about They went into it. clown like, mode. It was weird. They yeah, went, yeah. Yeah. They went I mean like Will,
1: Willow even had like, you know, the little red nose and the red, but I thought that she actually, she sort of created a character, yeah. a drag character uh-huh. versus all the other ones just kind of slap shit on. So mm-hmm. I, I really am not a fan of these mini challenges like this.
0: Yeah. Uh, And also the girls rarely do anything original. It's always just them being like, I can't wait, a fourth grader would act, you know, like, yeah, make a funny pose, you know, it's just whatever. But we've seen that Rue likes that sort of stuff. True. True. Um, The one thing I will say is at one point, Rue Paul does an impression of Pee Wee Herman. Can you do an impression of Pee Wee Herman at all? I don't want it to be good. There's a reason I'm bringing it up. (laughs) Ha ha. Okay, perfect. Right. I mm-hmm. would be like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Ugh, I'm you know. trying to use the phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't make monkeys; I just train them, right? Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: now her, I would to watch that movie.
0: Yeah, her <laughs> Peewee impression was like no Peewee Herman impression I've ever heard in my entire life. She was like, she was like, why don't you take a picture to last longer? I'm like, that's. That's like a person. If you kind of described what PB, I mean, she's never seen PB Herman. They just said <laughs> do a funny voice and say this. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't even an attempt at doing a PB Herman impression. It was very, very, no, yeah, it was strange. horrible. That was the only thing I had to say about the mini challenge. All right, <clears throat> in the workroom, the teams get to work on their panels. Deja's team chooses her to be the moderator, while Jasmine wants to moderate, but her teammates give the role to Bosco. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom for some table visits. Deja talks about her mother's mental illness and her father's absence. On Team Bosco, Ru digs into Daya and Jasmine's relationship, and Georges opens up about her femininity as a child and the resulting derision from her father and grandfather. Now, this is the meat and potatoes of the episode. This is the part where I had trouble paying attention or staying awake, but Uh I I have watched it three times. Uh, Uh Any big thoughts on the workroom, Taylor? Anything you want to talk about? I thought that
1: Willow's team had really good chemistry from the get-go, that they all seemed to work really cohesively, yeah. and I I, I, I would, be, would have been surprised if that all fell apart. Yeah. When Jasmine said she wanted to be moderator, I went, oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 that's not good. You can't have a moderator that does all of the talking, and I think that was their fear. But it also seems like the other three girls all kind of, it never got to the, well, what you want to do isn't necessarily what you're going to do. You know, they definitely kind of said, we feel more comfortable with Bosco doing it. And I appreciated that Jasmine didn't get butthurt. Yeah. That Jasmine was very much of the, okay, whatever, whatever works. She was, she, I will say this with Jasmine, she is trying to take notes i think are trying to to read the notes that she's Mm -hmm. getting she's Mm -hmm. just not always necessarily successful at it um baska or rue at the table as i as i said rue had a massive boner through this entire thing and was definitely trying so hard to get somebody to cry
0: Mm
1: -hmm. which is just gross i i I, and even to the or just trying to stir up drama which i get that's part of what rue is supposed to do when she's in there is to make you kind of second guess things but this just seemed like tears equal ratings to me so Mm -hmm. you all are not giving me what i need so i'm going to say things to try to get you to cry or to create drama because the comment that she made to dia and jasmine where she was talking about well how are the two of you getting along there's no reason rue in theory should know any of the drama between the two of them mm-hmm. because that never seems to happen on the runway mm-hmm. that never happens during deli- but but for the, her to ask that it just felt very mm-hmm. much of the we got to get somebody fighting this season
0: yeah uh this that, but for the very reason that you're talking about is why i'm a little bit more forgiving to Rue Paul, in that like i'm wondering if the producers are like we have to use brute force now. We're, we've tried everything we can to get these girls to get something going because the season is so boring. We need to do. We need to just basically bring in RuPaul to try it, and it, even then, it didn't crack. These girls are pushing. They're they're essentially all Cameron Michaels. Where Cameron Michaels was like, "I know what you're trying to do, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to play that game." And I feel like they're all pretty much doing that. They they are cock blocking the producers. They know what the producers are trying to do, and they're and they're they get along, and they're trying to do that. And I think they had to send RuPaul to do some brute work. I feel sorry for her. I had to do shows with this Lori Roggenkamp Camp, and the amount of work that I had to have to do to make her interesting is like you would feel sorry for me, <laughs> you know. So uh-huh. uh, I I actually in a weird kind of way feel a pity for RuPaul. Let's talk about Willow Pill, and she was choosing the teams uh but actually let me go backwards let me comment on what you said about jasmine um and wanting to be the moderator i saw someone online say that they thought it was a mistake that they should have made jasmine the moderator in a weird kind of way would force her to shut up whereas if she's on the panel it gives her license to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk i don't know i don't know that would have been the case i'm just saying that's what someone online said and we all know people online are very trustworthy no,
1: well, uh, But that that also is either uh, – that's either potentially sending her home or giving her the win. Mm-hmm. Because if she did overtalk the panelists, mm-hmm. then that would have guaranteed she was in the bottom and potentially have sent her home. Mm-hmm. But if she learned from the notes and allowed herself to be a really good moderator and shut up every once in a while, mm-hmm. then there's the potential that she could have had Bosco's win this week. So I, I I think that they were taking a chance at this point. They would have been taking a – significant risk if they let her be the moderator, whereas Bosco the, the Bosco seems to be somebody that they all get um they get who she is. All
0: right. Um Willow Pill, the way she chose her team, how, do, how what, any big thoughts on that? I thought it was very interesting. I want to hear your take on it. I liked that she she
1: started with I've never worked with Deja before, so I want to work with Deja.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought was a was an interesting first choice. Um, and also saying, I know that, you know, in the confessional where she goes, I know four of these girls are going to be mad that I didn't pick them, but I, there's nothing I can do about it. But yeah. the other two girls on her team, I thought were really, she picked really strong girls to, mm-hmm. to be on the team with.
0: I, but What's interesting, I don't think I would have said at the time that those were four really strong girls to be on the team with. That was interesting. I think you're
1: dealing with four... Very strong personalities. But I did write on here that the opposing team initially, when they mm-hmm. said when when Daya called them team leftovers, I'm like, that actually, with the exception of Georges, is a really strong team because Bosco's quick and Jasmine's a talker. So you know there's never going to be those pregnant pauses of where nobody knows yeah. what to say.
0: Yeah. You know. Um George at one point because what's a moderator? I'm like, Oh, you're such a gorgeous idiot. You're <laughs> such a beautiful idiot. You know, um, we covered the moderator. Um, I want to talk about the table. This as well. Ru- oh, <clears throat> one of the teams. I don't remember who RuPaul's giving them, um, advice on how to be on the panel. And I'm like, and I, based on what we're going to talk about later, I was like, this is really good advice. All both teams should be listening which is don't try and script it. Just talk. Be yes. natural. And I, I'm going to say both teams mildly failed, but one failed far less than the other. If that makes any sense. Uh, the uh, way-
1: yeah, I get that. I think that you really saw that with jo- George's. I wrote a note that said she's playing a character right now, which is yeah. the worst thing you could do.
0: I don't think George's knows how to be herself. Yeah. I, there are people who are like that. Tom Cruise. Uh, Lou Grant. They made a reference to Lou Grant, and, and RuPaul is like, "Don't, don't, no, just don't worry about it." Do you want to explain to the children because they're never going to explain who Lou Grant is? What RuPaul was talking. About. Lou Grant
1: was a character played by Ed Asner on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He was the he was the head of the newsroom, um, and he was very can- can- cantankerous, cantankerous, mm-hmm. and uh, was just a very funny kind of foil to Mary's very chipper sunshine where he was very gruff and grumpy. And yeah. then after the Mary Tyler Moore show went off the air, they took his character and he had a hour long drama that he was uh, the main character. They took his character and made him where he was the head of a show called Lou grant mm-hmm. that ran for a couple of years where I think he ran a newspaper. I think, so. I feel yeah. like it, 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 he moved from Minneapolis to, I want to say like San Francisco and it was much more topical for the time, and it was much more – he, he had a bunch of reporters that worked under him.
0: Yeah. Um, that's exactly it. Um, all right, Taylor, here's what we're going to do. We're not done, but I want – this is where I want to talk about diabetes. But I actually know we say, oh, we need to take a break, and we do need to take a break. But I actually have to pee like, like oh, my God, I have to pee. So okay. why don't we take a break, an actual legitimate break, and when we come back – and by the way, during that break, I'm going to have a lot of things I say to you guys at home about some of my favorite things. But uh, when we come back, we'll discuss uh, diabetes and the rest of the episode. We'll be back right after this. Okay. <laughs> buddy yeah man now that my uh, bladder's drained I am in a good mood <laughs> let us talk about uh, diabetes. let's have this conversation now Diabetes okay. and, and the way she's being portrayed and why I struggle this is a really good example you know one of the you know one of the aspects of our show that I really love is <clears throat> how do I fr- I'm, I'm gonna say something that's gonna make me sound like a total fucking asshole Right, I don't care. Because I'm making a point. I'm making a larger point. Okay. I have met and been around a lot of celebrities, and the reason I bring that up is for that reason I'm rarely starstruck. I'm, I'm starstruck by bizarre celebrities. Did I tell you the last time I was starstruck was um, I was at the Magic Castle and Nathan Fielder was there, and I like I was like oh, I got all nervous. And he's the guy from Nathan for you, like a, like a Comedy Central show that no one watches, or maybe they do. Yeah. It's, it's, anyway, that's who I get Star Trek by. But like, I don't have where I feel a lot of drag shows have this boner to be around drag queens, interview drag queens, talk to drag queens, be friends with the drag queens, be liked by the drag. I I don't have any of that. I couldn't give two shits. To me, uh, and I say this in, with love and affection. But uh, a drag queen to me is like a level above being like a clown or magician. And so, okay. um, not, th- not that there's any disrespect with any of those professions, but what I'm right. just saying is I have them, I see them in a tier of working class entertainment professionals, not like, you know, in the stars with the heavens, in the heavens with right. the star. Right? I don't know what it is. Right. So for that reason, I don't want to interview them. I mean, I'll interview them if I have to, but I'm not a big proponent of that for the reason being when you get to know them as human beings, it makes it harder to criticize. Okay, okay? I think that's actually one of the reasons why Kathy Griffin lost her edge, so to speak. Is, you know, when she started out, she was on the quote-unquote the D-list, started doing these specials, got really popular, and then became friends with them and found it hard to talk about them because she didn't want to yeah. lose. She didn't want to lose that uh, the cachet of being friends with these celebrities, right? And so um, it's the same thing here. Like you know, there's no one I've interviewed more than Eureka O'Hara, and Eureka O'Hara is a lovely, lovely. I'm no matter what she does in the show. Every time I've interviewed her, she's been a fucking joy to interview. As a very, very nice person, and that makes it difficult. To critique her in any sort of serious way.
1: I would agree with that as having been the she, I believe, is the only queen that I've ever actually interviewed with you. Mm-hmm. And when she was on All Stars and that sort of thing, it was a lot. I saw her in a different light than I saw all the other girls. I absolutely agree with you on yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So, um and so I'm in a little bit of a tough spot with Diabetty. I've never met Diabetes, but uh, we know somebody very intimately that mm-hmm. um and i don't want to give this person away I, mean, I don't know what they've said what they've shared what they haven't who is very good friends with diabetes yes to this day very good friends with diabetes yeah and i'm sure she disagrees with most of the things that i say or i don't know what her position is but just in private conversation and she's very defensive of her friend you know understandably. i understandably I deal with that is I have a friend. I have a couple of friends who make movies, and when people insult their movies, it hurts me a little bit. I love my friend, and I know how hard they worked on them, right? Uh-huh. And so, I get that. I get that protecting your friend, circling the wagon, so to speak, right? Yeah. But it makes me, as that person's friend, uh, reluctant. And like I said, I call balls and strikes, so I'm still going to do it. But it makes me sad that it might – I don't know if it – this person's never commented. But if it might cost a friendship with this person because they feel I'm going in too hard. And because especially since I realize what is happening here. There's so little that they're pulling – often that they're pulling clips that would make this person look bad when there's probably just as many clips for every other queen, if that makes sense. Yes. So I see that there is some sort of hit job on Diabetti on the part of the editors to make somebody, make somebody the villain and they're seeing her as that person. But I still have to wonder if she ultimately did say those things, what did that say about her? I, let's get your thoughts first. Taylor, I talked a lot. Well, I think
1: I, I agree with what you're saying. I had another example came to mind and I can't think of it like it went in one ear and out the other Mm -hmm. ultimately we are you know we are being given a package yeah and that package is a human being who and i have often thought this as far as when the girls watch the episodes Mm-hmm. How often they watch themselves something about a study in confessional mm-hmm. and think to themselves, I didn't say that about that person. Yeah. Like, why would they have used that shot? You know, that sort of thing. So we don't really know what's going on with diabetes. And I, I think that they are doing everything they can to make her not even the villain. Mm-hmm. But that may be that may be a testament to how little she's giving them by that way, so they're just grabbing the scraps that would have been on the cutting room floor to make her where she is this you know power hungry like I will do anything I will stomp on anybody I need to to get the show. I feel like we've seen that in other characters in earlier seasons, and it has been much more apparent who they are because it sort of is that. It's it's To kind of use another example from the last season of Dragula, you and I had private conversations about about this in La Zavoletta. Zavoletta, Mm -hmm. There were times that I hated her, and then there were other times that I was like, oh, okay, that was just a bad moment. And then later on, she would show me another moment. But you didn't really know what to do with her for the most part her Mm -hmm. entire season. And I feel like we're seeing something kind of similar to Diabetti. Because even though she was being – over the last several weeks, she's been – challenging i'm not done rooting for her yet like there's still parts of me that i'm like okay this is this is a manipulation thing this isn't necessarily that she's she's not an asshole she occasionally says asshole things
0: well what's funny is i actually even think that the things she says aren't that crazy but she has the equivalent of confessional bitch face so the way she says them she says them in a way even though they're not terribly controversial she says them in a way that makes her seem bitchy uh, it's almost like a version of gay face I know who they she's one of those gays and I wish this was a visual medium so I could show you where they do that thing where they like flatten their lips after they say something like a huh like so I'm gonna do it visually it'll make sense for no one at home where she but but Taylor will see what I'm talking about yeah where she goes. Well, if you asked me Angeria had the worst outfit. Yeah. You know? Um, and I don't know what you would, how you would describe that look. It's an aggressive, uh, pursed, yeah. an aggressive pursed lip, uh,
1: pa- a pr- a aggressive patronizing pursed lip.
0: Yeah. And gays do that. It's just sort of a gay punctuation mark. It just is mm-hmm. not all gays do it, but I've really only seen gays and old librarian ladies not i'm a librarian the discord user just you know (laughs) an old librarian lady doing that look like didn't you know like you know you know the best visual representation is kind of like church lady the dana carvey character yes she used to make that face kind of you know Mm uh and and diabetty can do that which gives the editors the little scraps that they need to make her into the villain even though she's not really saying Mm -hmm. anything super crazy uh, and I'm sure there's tons of footage of Deja. They, they dated to Deja in the beginning. Remember where Deja? They they haven't done this to Deja since. But episode two, when she won, and RuPaul said that Deja looks like we have a lip sync assassin here. And the next day, Deja was like, "RuPaul said I'm the lip sync assassin," and she does that thing too. She goes, "Yeah, hmm, you hmm. know." Hmm. And so I'm sure there's I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of footage. Of all these people looking like assholes, right? In the confessional. Uh And, but they're using it and manipulating it. So they're, they're painting Diabetes the way they want to paint her. The thing is, I don't get what she's really, I don't have a sense of what she's really like.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. And I think that's why we've seen other girls that have just been so ugly to the other contestants through the entire season that you can't help but go. I don't want them to win. I don't. I want them to go home. And, and we haven't seen that as yes. much. So, so it is. A, it is a weird edit that they're giving Diabetti.
0: Yes, because you're right. Anytime there is a person that's been a real cunt, then they're sort of isolated in the workroom. But that's not the sense with Diabetti. With Diabetti, uh-huh. they see her as a sister just as much as they see anybody else as a sister. She's just I think, sort of I think a good herself.
1: example of what we're talking about would be Tyra Sanchez.
0: Yes, she's a complete bitch. yeah. and uh but they, they welcome her into the fold. There, there's no isolation. She's there and she's kicking even with Jasmine. They seem to be more like frenemies. Yeah. and um, because I think they're very similar to be honest with you. I think they don't like in others what we see in ourselves.: Yes, and they're both very type A gays. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's one of these things where I know you find diabetes attractive. A lot of people do. What I'm saying, I don't mean in terms of level of attractiveness, just more in terms of femininity. Jasmine's just prettier, and so she's getting the hero edit more. No, no she's not even getting a hero edit. She's they're both uh... getting—they're both getting pretty shitty edits. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: but I—but you know what? There maybe there is something to that in that they, but yeah, I get—I don't know.
0: It, it is a tough one because now we're talking about editing and how people are portrayed and whatnot and how that can be easily manipulated by the editors. And, and, and what makes it tough for me is how, what do I talk about? I don't know the real diabetes, so I can't present that side. But uh-huh. so at a certain point, I have to buy into the illusion that the show has created. Makes it tough to talk about, Taylor. makes it tough to talk about. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, It's elimination day and the girls get ready for the main stage. The queens reflect on their journeys roughly halfway through the race. Lady Camden resembles her mother when in drag and Jiria respects Willow's quiet confidence. Any big thoughts on this elimination day, Taylor? Uh, The only note that I had was
1: uh, somebody, I don't remember who, but talked about the idea of creating something and dropping it if it's not working. So I guess my question to you would be, have you know, you have created this network yeah. of shows mm-hmm. and have you ever had an experience in which you thought, Oh, that's a great idea. And the more that you fleshed it out, you said to yourself, Oh, that's not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to record a pilot or anything because the more I think about it, the more that that's not an option.
0: It's I, it just would yeah. not work. I have two examples actually. One is, uh, this week I recorded an episode of this Joe and I think it was actually a very good episode. In the episode, for reasons that I'm not going to get into, because then I would just publish the episode, I explained comedy, my comedy strategies and techniques and thoughts and in relation to this one thing that happened, and talked and talked and talked about it. And then afterwards, I recorded it, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to release that. Not that it was particularly inflammatory. It was fine. But I was like, I don't know if I necessarily want that out there. You know, Mm -hmm. so I decided not to do it. That's one example. Number two, going what you're saying is, as you know, I'm developing this podcast with Spotify. And it's a very long process, months and months and months and months and months. And when it first started, I was going to make a very serious sort of NPR, radio lab, this American life type show. And I've prepped, and there's all this work you have to do. I'm going to have to go back and do more work now because of this. But like when I had to do, quote, unquote, the midterm, I realized that's not the show that I have, and that's not the show that I want to do. The show I want to do is quirkier, funnier, and it's the same concept, but just taken with a different... So I have to go, not start from scratch, but I have to now go and, and I don't know what you would say, edit things to make it that yeah. way. And so I mold uh, yeah. into what you wanted it to be yeah at the well what happens we have to make these like pitch decks I have to go and change the pitch deck and then okay. work on the show from that sort of quirky approach rather than okay. the original intent so yes yeah, so that is something that i've done and i think that's an important part of the creative process have you ever seen this video maybe there's several videos of picasso because picasso people don't realize this lived to relatively recently i think he died like 50 years ago okay And there, so there, so he was alive during cameras and stuff like that. And so there's one where they backlight him making a painting.
1: Uh And so the
0: camera's behind the canvas and you're seeing him paint, and it'll start with like a line. It's like a fish, and the fish turns into a tree and turns And then by the end, it's the final product is nothing with what he started with, Uh you know? And. I think that is part of the creative process. So I'm, I'm very curious to why you asked this. No, I just thought it was a good t- talking
1: point. Oh, I and think- I know that I have, I occasionally like to draw on an app called procreate on my iPad. Yeah. And I like learning new techniques. I watch a ton of YouTube videos and, and ways that you can add shading to things and way that you can make things focus and not focus and all that sort of stuff. And you can also where it collects a video of what you drew, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like a time lapse thing of where even though it could take you hours to do something, it Mm -hmm. boils it all down to like 45 seconds or something. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how much, especially the first several seconds of something will be where I was drawing something and then erased it and then drawing something and then erased it. And then where you just kind of the first five seconds are almost not have nothing to do with the final product yeah. But you can still see where I started to do something and went, "Nah, this isn't going to work," and then just absolutely delete it.
0: Well, let's take your show pod is my co-pilot, available at wherever you get your podcast. Has the show evolved from episode 1 to episode 550 something? 6 or 7? Oh, 607. Um, no, not your ha- weight, Taylor. I'm talking about the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bitch. Uh, I yeah, no, I mean I think it has in some ways as People have come in and out of our lives and for a while there we were very bathroom humor. Mm-hmm. Um and we sort of moved away from that as we got all got older mm-hmm. and we you know, we all got a little more serious in our lives and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't help but change a little bit. We've tried doing things of where my one co-host, we tried to do a pop culture segment for him. Mm-hmm. Um we tried to do something with uh my other co-host of where when she would see, you know, Injustice, you know, white woman injustices in the world, she would Mm -hmm. do that. We've tried doing a bunch of different things, and sometimes things just don't work. Or I don't feel like adding in the music before they (laughs) do their segment, and that it just kind of fades away.
0: Uh well, even this show has evolved. Go back and listen to the original season seven, and Mm -hmm. you'll see the show has I'm the only host still here. Right? Yeah. But but it's evolved and it changes, even the tone changes, and what we talk about changes. Uh, everything changes. Well, even you, know you, you've evolved on me when you first heard me, when I was still doing podcasts, you know, we have a show called bring it to the runway and Uh Christian Ochoa is one of the hosts of that show. And he's what we in the business call extra. And I think that has (laughs) rubbed some people the wrong way. And what I've told them is, is, and maybe you would agree. I don't know if you've heard that much of Christian. He reminds me a lot of myself when I first started doing catching up and I was, I could see that crazy extra persona that i learned through experience to dial back
1: you know yeah i think that's something that the girls learned a lesson that the girls on the show on all of these seasons learn that you learned early on is that that character that show batance yeah the early you can't keep up that level of extra all the time. Yeah. At some point, the real Joe came through.
0: Yeah.
1: And at some point, you know, possibly the real Christian will come through. Mm-hmm. What well, we've talked about, girls on the bringing it, kind of back to Drag Race, girls that kind of self-produce. That's eventually they fall apart, and that's when they kind of fall into the hands of the producers. That go, yeah. oh, we're going to do whatever we want with you now. Mm-hmm. Versus girls that are just kind of that authentic. You know, And I think we've seen that, for an example, I think we've seen that with Willow Pill. Willow Pill just seems like a very authentic person Mm -hmm. from episode one all the way through to now. And I think that's part of the reason why people like her as much as they do.
0: Yes. She's inviting you in. There's not – you don't feel that like – if you contrast Willow Pill with Jasmine Kennedy – Jasmine Kennedy even still feels very, not as much, but still feels very, like, guarded and manipulative. Not manipulative in the way you think, but, like, she's manipulating her own storyline, and she's trying to self-produce. Whereas Willow Pill is just like, I'm Willow Pill, you know? And so... uh, Is that a pageant girl thing, do you think? It could be, because if you think about it, that whole thing is about hiding and presenting a certain version of yourself yeah see i only understand and i'm not saying this is a compliment or not it's it's a different version of thing i only understand how to be my authentic self to a fault you know Uh (laughs) i I know that (laughs) yeah no no it is it gets me in trouble with my boyfriend all the time you know Uh because i'm the person that we're my boyfriend does not have a big ass but if he did and he said does my ass look big in these jeans i'd be like yes you know like (laughs) I can't I have no poker face. Uh-huh. And I and that gets me in trouble because I think I say things that sometimes hurt his feelings. But I just I can't be anything but honest and authentic. Um maybe sometimes I wish I could be a little less. Thank you. Alright. Now it's time for the dragcon panels. Taylor, before we get into our own dragcon panels, t- any big thoughts you had on these DragCon panels?
1: Uh my first thought was I loved Rue's wig. <laughs> that like super platinum almost yeah, like good. silver white it was just that was an awesome color for her. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the first group did really, really great. I thought Deja was a great moderator. Mm-hmm. And I liked that they were able to kind of do callbacks to things that were said earlier in earlier in this in the session, like mm-hmm. especially even with the Blake lively Blake Shelton thing. Yeah. And there was one thing that I liked that I talked about in the very beginning of this episode was that there was a controlled show of emotion. Mm -hmm. They weren't robots sitting up there, yeah, but they were definitely where they were able to kind of, it wasn't where at some point somebody's voice breaks and quivers and somebody has to put their hand on, you know, the other one's knee or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I I was, it was enjoyable in the conversation.
0: Yeah. I thought for the most part, the second group, Second group was Bosco, right? They seemed a little more self-produced. Yes. But uh Team Willow seemed much more flowing and natural. Even though Willow had her pre-written jokes, it came from an authentic place. I think Deja seemed very authentic. For the most part, they seemed much more authentic and like they were having a real conversation than the other one. Um, I, I don't get why they kept
1: showing Nicole Byer with such a bitch face mm-hmm. for the second group. It was yeah. weird because I'm thinking they're, they're not that bad. Well, they, but wanted was, you, yeah. they wanted you to think that it was. And yeah. I guess maybe Rue wasn't giving yeah. wasn't giving the usual where the when that you show Rue with the scowl, then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But I thought for all of them to do that for anybody, for them to do that to the guest judge was mm-hmm. an odd choice.
0: Yeah. I think they were really, really trying to show you. Oh, they didn't do you know yeah uh also i love too with these drag con and then we have did they do a vegas one this year too this season but it's like it's always seems like rupaul's auditioning people for her other things like there's all her side projects come in like the candy bar and yeah. uh the the um i'm trying to think of who else but like the the vegas show and now the drag con it's a whole thing mm-hmm. by the way the drag con panels for el drag con la seem incredible this year um really. Oh, they're really good. Yeah. Really, really, really good. So far, at least the one that they've posted so far. Um, all right, Taylor. Well, let's see here. It's uh time for our own drag con panel. Um <laughs> My name's Joe Batanz and I'm the host of a show called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. And every week I have the pleasure and honor and distinct pleasure I don't know if I'm saying the same thing, twice, of co hosting with uh, a guy that I've known for many years, Mister Taylor, the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Uh, well, today, t- Taylor, the topic is menzieses. Menzieses. Yeah. Do you happen to know any men? I do. I know mm-hmm. a couple. Now, let me ask you this. I know you're married to the to the wonderful Bobaloo. You mm-hmm. know, but what do you look for in a man?
1: I I think sense of humor is probably the f- first thing when I'm getting to talk to somebody. If we're talking about physical, I definitely have physical traits that I'm all about.
0: Oh yeah, like um, what?
1: I, I like uh, I like them thick, mm-hmm. so I like a little bit of a stock to a guy. Um, I love my favorite body part is probably arms. You have oh, really? nice muscular arms. I'm all about that. And blue eyes, even though my husband doesn't have blue eyes, but uh-huh. that's, that's kind of what I go for. What about you? What do you look for? Um...
0: First, I checked our ID. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what's really funny is, yes, ha, 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 this is whole twink thing. But one of the things that I actually, and I wish I didn't. I really did. I wish I had that thing where I was just not, right? But mm-hmm. what I will say where I'm at least somewhat lucky, consolation prize, is that once i imprint on you right or i lock onto you my attraction to you does age with you i'm not michael jackson or menudo where like once you hit a certain age you're out you know Mm -hmm. like (laughs) menudo yeah (laughs) well didn't you leave the band menudo when you had a certain age yeah i think when you were 16 yeah so, uh and for everyone, there was a Mexican pop band. Was it Mexican? This Latinx pop band. Latin, because Ricky Martin was part yeah, of it. Yeah, Puerto Rican, yeah. This Latinx pop group called Menudo, and it was just Latino twinks, you know, and then when you hit a certain age, you aged out and you had to get out. Yeah. Anyway, um, but no, there are people who were twinks when I first was attracted to them, you know, years and years ago, and now they're older, and I still find them super hot and super attractive, you know, mm-hmm. so... It, my Ricky Martin is one. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Martin is one. Uh, my attraction ages with you, you know? Uh, so that's a good thing. But anyway, when I look for a guy, I think I look for conversation. I think is very important to me. Like, looks, you know, beauty fades, dumb is forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will admit I am a weak, horrible man who does fall for it. You're going to get my attention if you're cute. Uh, my next question for you, Taylor, is who is your celebrity crush? Henry Cavill. Oh, interesting. Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill and Tom Colicchio. Tom Colicchio <laughs> and Henry Cavill. Tom Colicchio from, from Top Chef. Yes. But who yes. would you rather, Tom Colicchio or Henry Cavill? Uh,
1: I think Henry Cavill.
0: Oh, I have really? a feeling
1: I, I Henry Cavill would definitely be one that I feel like would just destroy me. So, if, if if I had to choose between one of the two, that is definitely one that I think would be... I, I think that it has to... I have to go with uh, Superman all the yeah. way.
0: As you know, one of mine, and I, can, and I can't explain it, is Adam Driver, right? Okay. Adam Driver can do whatever he wants to me. And it's one of these things that, if you showed me each of Adam Driver's body parts, I'd be like, ew, right? But mm-hmm. all together, they make this weird... Quirky package that I am just all about, you know. Well, we were talking about Picasso earlier. Yeah, so. true. Actually, very, <laughs> very true. I don't know what it is. Another one would be, um, you know, what's funny is I talk about people that I, I'm not attracted to. People always think I'm going to be into this Tom Holland or this um, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know why that neither one of them does it for me. Uh, Tom
1: Holland is cute. Timothy Chalamet looks too much like a um, Precious Moments doll as a twink. I
0: that... just, he, he doesn't do it for me. You know what's mm. funny? In my celebrities, I don't like them necessarily, Twinkie. Like, in other words, I think Zach Efron is way hotter now than he was when he was. Oh, twinkies. yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Um There was another celebrity recently that I was like, ugh. Oh. You know who just stayed, has stayed hot and also gotten hotter? Who? No. Even though his career's cold as ice. Ryan Phillippe. Ugh. Oh. Okay,
1: I, I he he's definitely has the weathered twink uh, look. Love, down. love though.
0: So. so like Ryan Phillippe, like um. So what's well, just funny is in my celebrities, I like them actually closer to my age. Okay, um, it's just I don't know. Mm, yeah, and then finally, um, and this is going to be a heavy one. What's your relationship with your father? Well,
1: my father's dead, so yes, I know. Um, my father and I. By the end of my father's life, he and I actually, you know, really got along, and he was very supportive of me, and and he loved Babalu, who I wasn't married to yet. And as I have been learning over the last several weeks, that uh, part of my challenges going through life have been that my father's expectations from when I was a small child have always kind of stayed with me even though they weren't necessarily realistic. So I have been working to create my own expectations for myself and Mm -hmm. realize that my dad was proud of me, even though I didn't necessarily do the things that he maybe would have liked for me to do. I still do the things that I do Mm -hmm. do well. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that's gotta be good enough for me. And if it's good enough for me, then hopefully it would have been good enough for him. That's great.
0: How about you? Oh my gosh, we're out like? of time today, Taylor. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for being here for the DragCon panel. And uh, we'll see you guys next time at, we should, at AfterCon. This is the AfterCon panel. AfterCon. No, well, well thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's been a delight. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Now it's time for the looks. The looks. Taylor, any big thoughts on the looks? The category this week was, by the way, shoulder pad, which must have really excited you when you first heard the category. Uh, yes, because I, I, I love it. Oh, wait, 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 theme. Taylor, Taylor, I'm so sorry. Ah, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I have to go to the bathroom again. Can you hold on for one second? To RuPaul's Drag Race, my boyfriend's back, and it's style superstar Carson Kressley.
2: Hey everyone, I'm back. Hiya, <laughs> hi ho, everybody. Kevin boy. it's been a long time since I've seen you.
1: How wonderful to see you, Carson. How are you?
2: I'm good. I got a dick in my ass, a dick in my mouth, a dick in my nose, and a dick in my ear. What could be better? Oh. oh. Can we please, speaking of dicks, can we talk about this Todrick Hall over on Celebrity Big Brother?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that.
2: What a fucking cunt. I swear to God, I fucking, everything Joe said was right. I should have, I should have believed him when I went into that. Did you know about what happened with us?
1: I've heard a little bit about it, yeah.
2: Yeah, that, he, the only, he stabbed me in the back that I don't like with knives rather than Big Cox Taylor. That's what I like <laughs> the best. I get when they stab me with big cocks. Anyway, Taylor, have you been getting some? Oh, yeah, all the <laughs> do time. Luz, do you ever have Babalu's balls slapped up against your ass? Like, what does it sound like? Uh. Oh. Wow. And did the dogs ever want to go at O U T? Well, he's I N Y O U?
1: No, we keep the door shut. It's the only door that's shut in that bedroom at the time. Oh. <laughs> That's time for daddies to play with their bones.
2: You know, uh, Taylor. Yeah. We had some looks this week. Did you have any big? Joe went to the bathroom. He's still there. He had to go out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you have? Any uh, big yeah, I looks had this I week? had
1: three looks that I really liked.
2: Oh, what were they?
1: My favorite looks of the week were Lady Camden's and Jiria because I love a houndstooth. Houndstooth is my favorite tooth. pattern. Yeah. And I liked Bosco's look, too. Very Jubilee from X-Men.
2: I'm I'm more of a head of triple X-Men, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> I feel like I've seen that movie before. I believe on men.com.
2: Oh, I love this men.com. Do you like this Johnny Rapid? Would he be one of your celebrity crushes?
1: No, he would not, because he looks like he has an IQ of about eight. Hmm.
2: Eight inches, and I want them all inside of me. Oh, oh. oh, my God. Taylor, do you know there's nothing more than I just love semen running all over my body? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say these kinds of things on the on, on RuPaul's Drag Race, but here I can talk about it.
1: Say whatever you want, baby. I have
2: a semen candle. Do you? Uh-huh. That's all That's all there is. There's no joke. I'm just telling you. Okay. I, <laughs> I like <laughs> It's just... My whole house... I... Let me tell you this. I met this guy. And we had sex all weekend. Uh-huh. And then he had to go to work. Okay? And he said, I have to go to work. Do not masturbate. I mean, don't masturbate on anything. Just wait till I come home. He comes home. The place is covered in cum. Okay? And then he says to me, I thought I told you not to do anything until I came back. And he goes, I didn't. I farted. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh.
2: Anyway, have, any other thoughts on the look? Any least favorite looks?
1: Um, My least favorite look was I thought Jasmine's was boring. And I thought uh, Dia Betty's look was just sort of okay. It was very boxy, like uh, or uh, co- columnal, mm-hmm. like uh, Carson said, like you said at the yeah. end, at the end of the deliberations.
2: Which is funny. What I meant to say was come anal.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. what my
2: license plate says. Uh, does it? Oh yeah. Uh huh. I'm getting pulled over all the time, but I'm not going to tell you how I get out of ticket. Mm-hmm. So I corner my
1: mouth. On. I think we all know.
2: We all know. I suck the cop's cock. Anyway. <laughs> Um, did you hear, by the way, I was saying in the news that, uh, when I was younger, I had sex with a guy who was a serial, like, robber of gay people, and ra- like, he did something with gay people, and I got I had sex with him. I don't know why I talked about this. Okay.
1: That,
2: that's not a joke. This is real. <laughs> I really did do an interview where I said there was a guy going around and, like, being a gay man, maybe? Having oh. sex with them and beating them up or robbing them. or I don't remember what it was.
1: You usually have to pay extra for that.
2: Oh, yes, they do. Want my wallet, sir? You know, what's so funny is I made a wallet once out of foreskin, and when you rubbed it, it turned into a box. Hi, everyone. My name's Carson <laughs> Kressley. And I was the host of a TV show 20 years ago. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts on the looks, Taylor? No. All right. Well, I have I have sounds for me from the other day. You want to hear them?
1: Sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck me harder. Oh, oh, that was
1: me. Oh,
0: right after
2: I got out of the house of Big Brother.
1: But I thought you were a top.
2: Think again. <laughs> I don't even. I'm really bad at this.
1: Yeah, I can tell. You know why?
2: <laughs> when you have when you have come on the brain. You're not very quick on your feet, if you know what I mean. I don't yeah. know what I mean. Well, Somebody tell me. I'm crazy. I'm Carson Cressy.
0: Goodbye. Bye. Oh, sorry, Taylor. I, you know, I had coffee. And when you have coffee, you know what that does to you?
1: Coffee and a sausage McMuffin. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're lucky you lasted as long as you did.
0: Oh, it was not good. It was not pretty no. there. No, 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 Um, It would. It was so explosive. Putin invaded the bathroom. <laughs> That's
1: how. it's the it's the second nuclear waste site. Yeah, that, uh, it's, a, it's, it's got the got second nuclear it. site that Putin invaded.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a lot of Discord messages now. <laughs> okay, uh, the expensive tier is gonna be blowing up again with some wrong <laughs> thing I said. Much like your toilet, yeah, it's much gonna, yeah. be blowing up again. <laughs> yeah, my toilet and the expensive tier on Discord. Uh. Uh, all right uh taylor uh, okay on the main stage rupaul names bosco the winner of the challenge and places george's and jasmine kennedy in the bottom two forcing them to duke it out in a lip sync battle for their lives the song something's got a hold on me by etta james in the end Ru tells both tells both girls shantae you stay leaving eight girls in the competition remaining still eight girls taylor any final thoughts on the episode
1: uh, well, as I said before, I thought that the lip sync was fun to watch.
0: Yeah.
1: I When the song first started, especially when you have somebody like when you have Deja saying, America, mm-hmm. this is what you've been waiting for kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, well, we're in for backflips and death drops and just craziness. And then when the song from the 60s started, I sort of went, you got to be kidding but it was fun, it was light, it was definitely, it was just enjoyable. They were definitely playing off each other at one point. So I enjoyed that and thought it was great that it was a it, it was a it was an definitely deserved double Shantae. I don't think either one oh, of them really? did better or worse than the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I also get that probably part of the reason they did that is because we got Snatch Game coming up next week, so they wanted to have the eight. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have with this, though, is I feel like you and I talked a couple of weeks ago of I feel like we're burning through this season, Mm -hmm. whereas last season it felt like it was going to be from January 1st to like October. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it feels like where she's almost like pumped the brakes of where I thought, oh, my God, we're going to be done by like, you know, at this point we'll be done by end of, you know, or early April. And now I'm like, all right, now we're moving closer to May. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I I I get. I'm happy for the girls, mm-hmm. and I'm happy for me because I am enjoying this particular group of girls. Mm-hmm. But there's also one of these where you're like, okay, let's move it along.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can we still have the gold chocolate bar that hasn't been found? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Wait. Taylor just gave me a look. What did that look mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, all right. I guess we'll have to find out next week. Oh, what, are they going to find the chocolate bar next week? Are you? I, d- oh.
1: I don't know that.
0: Can someone PM me privately <laughs> to find out if I have to take that out of the show or not? Because oh my god, we will get in so much trouble <laughs> if that's a real spoiler. Um. Any other final thoughts? No, that's it. That's off. I, I really, oh, the only thing I will say about the lip sync, when I was on a rewatch, it's, to me, the lip sync was fine. It was fine. It was good. It was solid. I don't know if it's double Chante. you know? I probably would have sent George? It would, it no it i would have sent jasmine home if okay one either of the way you can home. make an argument for both of be what i'm saying yeah, well, that's like, what i'm it, saying it yeah. was it
1: could have been one or you know it wasn't <laughs> definitely a both of you go home yeah it but, was, RuPaul was both like, energy.
0: but rupaul was like ladies take note that's what a lip sync for your life is all about and i was like is it and the propaganda beforehand they were like this is the moment we've all been waiting for georges and jasmine going ha-. i'm like <laughs> we have and it was just the propaganda of getting us excited for a thing that I never thought was a thing, you know, Was well, they were like, oh, everybody's been waiting. Deja's like, everyone's been waiting for this moment. I'm like, when? Since when? <laughs> They've not done a good job of building that up throughout the season at all. Like They tell to, you what
1: they want you to think.
0: To me, season f- uh, four, Alyssa versus Coco, yes, we were waiting for that moment. The five. Whole season. season five. Oh, season five. We've been waiting for that whole season, that moment, the whole season, Mama. Or you know, a
1: Sharon versus Fifi in season four.
0: Sharon versus Fifi. We were waiting for that the whole season. We were waiting for Georges versus uh Jasmine. You know? Mm. No, I don't buy it. <laughs> anyway, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season 14. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself...
1: Sashay away until next week.
0: Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Taylor has another podcast. It's called Pod is My Copilot, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Taylor Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen and Zach Birch. Very special thanks to these expensive-tier Patreon supporters. Agnesia Chopinska April Pacheco Astute Girl Brad Coley Coco San Pedro Declan Prosser Drew Brooks E. Smith Emma Humble Pie J. Thomas Plank Jesse Harris, Lauren Eckert, Lionel Campbell, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stamen, Nicholas Springham, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Sarah Yu, Tom Bombs, Travis Newlin, Troy Anderson, Zach Nelson, Karina Williamson, Elizabeth Timmer, Nikki Baker. Robert NYC, David Olson, and Alexandra Sixth. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.